0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. As you seated open your Bible once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We have been talking about the power of praying in the Spirit. Today is part 8 and I should be wrapping it up today, but I've said that before and it hasn't happened, but uh, we, we spent a lot of time having a look at what it means to pray in the Spirit, how we can walk in the Spirit. And so why I'm saying that this is already part eight is because if this is your first time you're joining us, you can understand we have covered a lot of ground with a lot of scriptures. And so often I'll make a statement, and everything that I make from this pulpit, I want to back from the Word of God. If anyone ever says, Pastor Allen, you said, and I'll have to turn around and say, no, I did not say that, the Word said. If it's my opinion, I'll let you know. But if it's the Word, I've backed it up with Scripture. But of course, when you're this far in a series, you can't keep backing up every statement with the Scripture reference and go read every Scripture reference. So sometimes I'll make a statement and say, where did you get that? It's in the Word. You go back to part 1 to 7. It is dealt with in detail. And so we've been having a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. He who speaks in a tongue... Does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, everyone say, in the Spirit. in the Spirit, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. What are we talking about here? We talk about praying. This is not the tongues where you will be addressing somebody where they hear you in their own language. Even though you're speaking in your local language, they hear you in a different language. That is one manifestation we saw in Acts chapter 2. Another manifestation is where, supernaturally, I speak in a known language, but I haven't learnt it. I can suddenly speak in Chinese, even though I've never learnt any Chinese. The other way is where you see speaking in tongues, which is intelligible to the human ear. However, there's an interpreter that hears what the Spirit's saying, and they interpret. All the persons speaking in tongues can interpret. Then we have this fourth category where no one understands. This is not my language, not your language. It's not an interpretation. It is not speaking to man, but to God, which is prayer. This is what we're dealing with at the moment. The prayer language, where you speak in a tongue and you're speaking in mysteries. Verse 14, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive say that when I speak in a tongue it's my spirit praying but my mind is unproductive and verse uh, verse 15 what am I to do I will pray with my spirit and that is by the Holy Spirit within me we see from the amplified but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me but I will sing intelligently with my mind and and understanding also. So we understand that there is prayer where you are involved, your mind is involved, you're thinking about what you're praying, and you're praying in your local language, your own tongue, your home tongue, or a tongue that you've learned. And so as you talk to God, you're declaring what's in your heart, you're believing His word, you're in agreement with His word, you're declaring an outcome you're trusting God for, that's all done with the mind. Then we also see that there's praying in tongues where your mind's not involved, but your spirit is praying. And sometimes people are concerned about what they're saying because it doesn't make sense and it sounds unintelligible. It sounds uh, like gobbledygook. You know, it's like, uh, is this really tongues? And, and, but it sounds like I'm saying the same thing over and over. Family God, you recognize that when it comes to the realm of the spirit, God's not limited to the human language. In the human language, uh, if you take English, for example, the dictionary has X amount of words in it. It is a finite number. If new words are developed, they add them to the dictionary. But you can't go and make up your own words And intend to have a conversation with somebody. The purpose of a dictionary is an agreement together. These words all mean this thing. And as long as you and I both agree on the basic meaning, we can have a conversation between each other. But in the realm of the Spirit, you bypass the local words. You bypass. Just the same way. The Time, the realm of the Spirit, is outside of time. Time is a capsule within the Spirit realm. You step into the realm of the spirit, time ceases to matter, ceases to exist. What could take a year to do in normal chronos time, God can do in an instant once you're into the realm of the spirit. You see that? And so the same way there are colors beyond your imagination. Your eye can only see a spectrum of, of those basic seven colors. That's why you have infrared and ultraviolet. You, those are colors outside that you can't see. And there are certain animals that can see into that that extra spectrum. But even there, there's a limitation. But you get to the realm of the Spirit, it opens up. So what what is out there that we've never even imagined? Sound. Your ear can only pick up a certain amount of decibels. That's why as you get older, it's like our kids brought us the sound on the phone. They say, can you hear this? And you go, I don't hear that. But they say, we can hear it. I thought they they're pulling our leg or something. But it turns out that the, the, the human ear, this, the younger ear hears a realm that the older ear can't hear. But in the realm of the Spirit, it opens up wide. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the same way when it comes to words. When you're praying in the Spirit, you're not using a finite amount of words. You're not trying to use the, four, the five vowels and the few letters. You, that's why there's sometimes groanings. It is, you can't put a Shandai Randai tie my bow tie to it. it it's just, a, I just did that now to give a demonstration that wasn't by the Spirit. But it could be, I prayed like that. I prayed in that way. It's like, it sounds like a woman giving birth. That's where the Bible talks about a Zion travail, she brought forth children. So it's in that unintelligible, you're just groaning, you think, but you're not saying anything. No, but in the Spirit, Words are being released. Spirit power is being released. You're getting a hold of this. So don't try to work it out how this works. Just know that when you pray in tongues, your spirit is praying the mysteries of God. Say that when I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, we had a look at basic reasons for praying in the Spirit. This is a word of encouragement, things we can trust God for. And went through quite a bit of them. Number one, God can arrange deliverance, protection, or provision for you or someone you're praying for. In other words, when you wake up in the morning, make sure that you always pray in tongues every morning. How many people just jump out of bed and off they go. And we don't know what world we're heading into. There's a lot of junk out there. Never mind a virus, there's all kinds of other junk out there. You want to make sure you're safe and protected. By praying in the Spirit, you pave the pathway. You allow God to send His angels forth to ensure your safety and protection. And if you need provision for something, God can arrange it. Hallelujah. Number two, God will draw people we know to Christ. By praying in tongues, the veil is removed. And they can see and hear the gospel and understand it and receive Jesus. Number three, we can pray for our disciples once they're born again so that they can grow up spiritually into maturity. Paul said, remember, I labor in birth again that Christ may be formed in you. And then we saw number four, I build myself up. I recharge my spirit. As I pray in the spirit, I'm building up myself. Say that as I pray in the spirit... I build myself up. And then number five, we saw that as we pray in the Spirit, it develops power with God. It increases the anointing in my life. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. That God would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. What's the inner man? That's your spirit. That's the real you. Say that. I am a spirit. I live in a body. It's important to understand that. Sometimes we talk about our body like it's me. No, I am the spirit. My spirit, me. I will never be sick again in my life. Say amen. Amen. you know, sometimes things show up in your body. But if it shows up in my body... I'm not going to say I am sick. That's my body dealing with a symptom. I'm healed. By Jesus' stripes, I, the me, the spirit, born in the image of God, is healed, living in a body that's now fighting a symptom. And I'm going to come in agreement with God's word, and I'm going to speak to my body and command it to be restored to what God originally created. You're getting that. So say that I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body, and so this the spirit man is created in the image of God. That inner man is where he says, "Yeah, he grants that you are grant." He prays that you would grant God would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in your inner man. How are you strengthened through His Spirit? Say that I am strengthened in my inner man. Through the Spirit of God. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That I may experience the anointed one within my heart. Which brings me to number six. Praying in the Spirit. Reasons for praying in the Spirit. It brings rest and refreshing. It brings rest and refreshing. How many of us have been caught up in life. Caught up in decisions, caught up in just things happening where it just seems like everything the enemy could possibly offer is getting thrown at you. How many of you ever had that where you just throw back your hands and say, I cannot go on any longer? And you feel like you're drained. You feel like you're run out. feels like your battery is flat. And As we've already studied, as you pray in the Spirit, you recharge your inner man. You recharge your spirit man. Look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9. Verse 9. Whom will he teach knowledge? Whom will he make to understand the message? Those who are weaned from milk? Those just drawn from the breasts? Now, you know where Paul addressed the church in Corinth. They were getting involved in all kinds of uh, spiritual excesses, and he had to bring a balance in. And he said that, you know, you're wanting to experience everything, and I'm trying to address you with the kingdom of God, and I want you to mature, as he did with all the churches. I want you to grow in the things of Christ. He says, but with you, the way you're acting, I'm going to have to, even though I want to take you to the meat, I have to go back to the milk of the word. Everybody say, the milk of the word. So we understand that when a baby is born again, uh, when a, when a baby is born for the first time, when a baby is born, it cannot eat any solids. It only thrives on the milk of the mother or supplement. But it has to be milk, milk-based. And so that happens for a number of, year, uh, number of months. And then, as the baby matures and its system matures to be able to receive more food, then you introduce solids. And the idea is to get them off of living off milk onto solids. Why? Because it's in the solids that you're going to get all the protein, the nutrition, the vitamins at the volume that you need for a bigger body. A bigger body cannot, where the small baby, there's enough protein, nutrients just to get that little body going. But once it gets to a certain size, the volume of nutrition you need is not enough in the milk. So you have to get to the meat. And so to get to the meat of the word, you have to move from milk. You can still have milk, but you want to get to the meat. And Paul's saying, you guys are choking on the meat. So now I have to get you back to milk, which means they hadn't matured yet. But the, you can read in that inferences that God doesn't want us to stay at milk stage. You, you, you do understand that if you take that baby and all you do is give it milk for the rest of its life, it's going to grow very weak and, 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 and deficient. So, same way as a spirit born again child of God. You start on the milk. Uh, That's what the spiritual growth seminar is. Now, some people may argue that's already getting to mince and steaks, you know. But the point is, we start with the basics, and you get taught the the smaller things. But the Word is saying that we need to move on. And that's really what he's saying here. Like, when he says he wants to teach you knowledge, he wants you to understand his kingdom. So go beyond just living the spiritual life, but to understand it. So that you know what God is asking. You know why you're doing something. It's always easier to do something when you understand the purpose behind it. In the beginning you do it. Well, that's what Christians do. Okay, so I'll sing. But when you find out that singing actually silences the enemy. And it enthrones God. And that through power of praise, you see the victory. You go, okay, now I'm not just singing a song because that's what we do in church. I'm actually doing warfare. you with me and so now I want to be a part of that so we want to move from just the milk and he says is it just those wean from milk in other words you've just come off milk you've just come from the breast now who does he want to teach understanding look at verse 10 for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line and here a little there a little that's how we study the word You know, when you began, you heard some scriptures. How many of you gone back to listen to tapes that you heard at the beginning? Or CDs that you heard at the beginning? Message you heard at the beginning? And you go, was that in there? Because what happened when you first heard it, the Spirit was letting the milk come through. Even though the stakes were being preached, the milk was coming through. But as you matured, you went, okay, now I got there. What was happening? You got the line. And then once you've got faith comes by hearing. Oh, okay. Now you go to the next one. Faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? And then you go on. Then you go, okay, now that I have it, is the spirit of faith as having believed, I speak. And so you, 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 your, your, your revelation grows and grows and grows. How? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. And you may hear exactly the same message, but the next time you hear it, another line is added for you. Come on, have you understand what I'm saying here. You've been through that experience. So God is saying, I want you to grow. I want you to mature. It's going to be a process, line upon line, precept upon precept. Now look at verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. With stammering lips and another tongue. Now, family, what does that sound like? Isn't that what we read from Corinthians about tongues? Is that when you speak in the Spirit, you pray in another tongue? So here's Isaiah, before he even understands being dwelt by, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, he has never heard the heavenly language. He's never heard a believer speaking tongues. They couldn't. They weren't filled with the Spirit. And yet he heard that when we move from milk to mature, we're going to find out there's a foreign language that's going to be introduced. And so in your maturity, you're going to be receiving another language. Say this, every believer, as they mature, receive the Spirit to be able to speak in their heavenly prayer language. That's every believer. And with stammering lips and with another tongue, God will speak to his people to whom he said, now listen to verse 12, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. Family of God, I have heard people who have not, who don't believe in speaking in tongues, they say they're Christians, and I'm not questioning that, because if you believe Jesus raised from the dead, and you confess Him as Lord, you're born again. But they deny the power of being able to pray in other tongues. And when I hear them trying to teach people why they shouldn't pray in tongues, I feel so bad for them. Because they sound like the saddest group of Christians on the planet. They sound so depressed and so sad. There's no joy. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm not criticizing anybody. I just feel there is so much more. And if you don't want to and you don't want to believe it, that's okay. But don't try to talk me out of it. Because here's what I've discovered that there is the milk. And from the milk, you go to line upon line, precept upon precept, and this seems to be where they're cycling. So the same way you shouldn't recycle just milk, milk, milk. Paul says, I wish we could go to the meat, but I have to stay in the milk. That was a a criticism to them. It was, guys, we need to get you mature yeah. We need to get you to grow up. Are you with me? That's an encouragement from him. So the same way we shouldn't cycle in the milk, We need to get to the precept upon precept, but don't land up cycling there either. Because with line upon line and precept upon precept, you'll be introduced to this praying in other tongues. And when you're there, that's where the refreshing is. That's where the joy is. That's where you're going to experience. I don't care how depressed you are, even if a tablet can't help you. You get into the presence of God and begin to pray in other tongues and you spend enough time with God praying in the spirit, that thing will bust off of you. And if it hasn't, well, I tried, Pastor Allen, and it didn't. You didn't stay long enough. You didn't stay long enough. You want to make sure you keep going. And I can guarantee you this, it won't take long before the presence of God will flood your house and flood and fill your spirit. Amen. It causes the weary to rest You need never, ever, ever feel burnt out Hello Someone says, oh, no. why, is that, why is that pastor taking a break? No, he, he had burnout Uh-oh That pastor did not spend enough time praying in the Spirit well, I'm not judging, I'm calling on what the Word says Because when you pray in the Spirit, He'll cause rest Amen I understand taking a holiday. I understand taking a break. We want to do that as well. Even though it's been a long time since we've been able to do it. We want to do these things. It's important that we do take a Sabbath. We do take a break. Say amen. Here's the thing. If I land up in burnout, it wasn't because of a lack of holiday. It was because I didn't spend enough time in the... You you can have the best holiday you want in your house just by drawing aside and praying in the Spirit. That's where your rest is. Say that when I pray in tongues, I'm resting in the Lord. Remember Acts chapter 3. We've been reading a lot this year. Verse 19. Repent, therefore, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that... Times of refreshing may come from the from the presence of the Lord. Where does your refreshing come from? Not from another glass of whatever you want to drink. That's not where your refreshing comes from. Doesn't come from a holiday. That's in the natural, that's in the physical. The times of refreshing come from the Presence of the Lord, so that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the time of restoration of how many? All things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophet since the world began. Say that. God's desire is to restore everything in my life to what he originally intended When he created the Garden of Eden, God wants me to love the Garden of Eden lifestyle. And he's restoring it piece by piece, line upon line, precept upon precept. God wants me fully restored. And as I pray in the Spirit, I am resting in the restoration of all things. The more I pray in the Spirit... The more is fixed in my life. And the more is fixed in my life, the more at peace and at rest I am. How many of you know there is peace when you say God's got this? See, the only reason I'm resting and I'm tired and I'm worn out is because I'm trying to fix everything. I'm trying to make it out. I'm trying to trying to help this one. I'm trying to help that one. I'm trying to be here for that one. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. Can't see anyone. See, and I'm doing everything for everybody and I'm so tired. Whoa, back off. It's not all about you. Give it to God. Let him fix that. Let him cover that. Let him do that. Yeah, but someone's got to, yeah, let me hear what God wants me to do. When I hear what God wants me to do, and then I apply myself to his leading, I can rest. Here's the thing. When God asks you to do something, do that. He'll cover the rest. Come on, that's got to be, that's a tweet right there. That's a Holy Spirit inspiration that I want you to hear. You do what God's called you to do. He'll cover the rest. Come on, give Jesus praise. Number seven. As you pray in the Spirit, it allows you to become sensitive to God's leading and guidance. As you pray in the Spirit, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more sensitive you become to God's leading and guidance. How many you want to hear the voice of God? How do you want God to direct you in everything that you do? Look at John chapter 16 verse 12. Jesus says, "I still have many things to say to you. He's speaking to His disciples prior to them being born again. They do not have the Holy Spirit in them." He's just with them, with Jesus. He says, Yeah, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Your natural man won't understand what I want to tell you. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, everybody say, He. Notice the Spirit of Truth is a person, it's not just a power, it's not just a force. It is, He is. A person, say this: the Holy Spirit is a person. Notice, Jesus didn't say, "And the Spirit of Truth, it's actually me, but I'll come." He said, "He." He's speaking about another person than himself. Yeah, we see the Godhead revealed. So, the Jesus talking about another person, the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, "The Holy Spirit is a person, and He's as much God as Jesus is God." And the Father is God. Those three are one. Our God is one. Now don't try to work that out with apples and oranges. Just let your spirit believe it. Revelation. The spirit of truth. He. Everyone say he. He will guide you into the truth. Notice all the he's. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Now listen to this. And he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Family, don't you know that the Holy Spirit knows what's happening in the world? He knows what's to happen. He knows what's about to happen. He knows what's coming. He knows how to prepare you. He knows when the stock market will go up and when it will go down. He knows when property will boom in an area and when it will go down. He knows when your company that you're working for is about to fail. He can tell you what's to come. Say this. the The Holy Spirit tells me things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say this. Some things that God has prepared for me, if I saw it with my natural mind, if I saw it with my natural eye, my eye would not even conceive it. What does that mean? Your eye looks at anything. What is that? See, if I know God has a car prepared for me, and then He shows me the car, I go, wow, I'm glad that. But my eye understands that. But there are things that we don't even understand, that if we saw it now with our natural mind, we might even go so far as to say, I don't believe that. So there are things that we cannot even imagine Using all the natural knowledge you have, the natural words you have, the natural sight you have, the natural hearing you have, all that's available that you've learned, using that limited information, there are things you can't understand with your mind, that your eye wouldn't understand. But God's got it prepared for you. Hallelujah. And notice this, verse 10. But God has revealed them to us. So even though your natural mind, your natural eye can't see it, God does reveal it to you. How? Through His Spirit. Through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now... We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak. Now listen to this. How are you going to know the things given to you? These things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual With spiritual. In other words, someone can teach me Russian, Chinese, you name a language, and still would not understand everything God has for me to know. You can be taught everything the human wisdom knows, and you'd still be landing up short. The most educated mind on the planet has not yet tapped into everything God has. But you have. Yeah. By the Spirit of God that's within you. And so God doesn't use natural words, which you learn from a man to learn the things of the Spirit, that you are exposed to the realm of the Spirit Through words. So through a preacher, what happens? I use English language to preach with. I open the scripture to you. But I can only teach you what my English language sees on those English pages and give you the English understanding. But Jesus often said, he who is ears to hear, let him hear what the the spirit is saying. Everybody heard what he said that day. But there was something in it. That only the Spirit can reveal to you. When's that going to happen? When you praying in other tongues. The Holy Spirit reveals those mysteries. Hallelujah. Say this. The Holy Spirit was given to me so that God can reveal to me my future. That's what Jesus said. Look at verse 14. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? We have the mind of Christ. Lift your hand and say, I have the mind. Of Christ, the mind of the anointed one, the Holy Spirit speaks to me in my spirit. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13, when he's talking about praying in other tongues, he says, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret When you've prayed in tongues, you can say, Father, now please, I'm asking you, help me understand what I just prayed in the Spirit. See, praying in the Spirit makes us more sensitive to the presence and the guidance of God. Stay ready, listening to God. As you pray in the Spirit, you're preparing your spirit to hear God's voice. And as you do that, as you've prepared in your spirit, you've spent the time in the morning praying in the Holy Spirit, you know that all those points that I've mentioned, all seven, you've built yourself up, you've strengthened, you've rested, you're in joy, you've led people to Jesus, you've prepared the way ahead of you, you've prayed in the Spirit, now you are at peace, and you are strong. In the anointing of God. You then go into your day. And all day long. Family hear me now. Every day. All day. God is offering you opportunities. To prosper. To be blessed. It will change your life forever. Every day. Think about that. Yesterday, a miracle might have gone right past you. And not even on any one of us. I want to be in a ready stance. So an opportunity shows up. Where someone says, oh, they just met so-and-so. And it was, they got their autograph. But it may have been an opportunity that God wanted to open to you. And you want to listen. And be ready. And When you meet that person, there's a certain question you have to pop. But you hear it in your spirit. And you ask the question. And someone says, I've been waiting for someone like you. i got 30 million rand I want to invest. Oh, you, you hear what I'm saying? Amen. God's presenting you opportunities every day. Hallelujah. You don't want for single people. You don't want to miss your spouse, the one God's ordained for you. Amen. So when they walk by, oh, that's a pretty girl. Oh, well, that's a that's a nice guy. But you don't want to go running off to every pretty girl. But if you're listening, you prayed up. God said, "That's your wife." Amen. But she has to know that too. Yeah. Just saying, <laughs> these young people who like, God told me you're my wife. No, 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 no. Let's not go there now. Amen. This has to be by mutual consent. Amen. But the point I'm making is those are the reasons we want to pray in the spirit. How you understand? If you take everything that I've taught there and apply that in your life, you're going to love a powerful, powerful Christian life. Bringing glory to God. You get something? Come on, let's give our Jesus praise. Amen. Let's stand together. Raise your hand to the Lord and say, Today I've heard the word of God. That word brought faith to my heart. And I am a believer. Not a doubter. I'm a hearer of the word. I'm also a doer. And so today... I thank God that I am filled with the Spirit. Jesus said, Holy Spirit, you would come. You would remind me of what I've been taught. You will guide me into truth. You'll teach me everything I need to know. You will show me my future. As I pray in other tongues, I am built up. I am strengthened. I am empowered. The anointing of God flows in my body. Flows in my life and I am sensitive to hearing God's voice. He teaches me line upon line, precept upon precept, into the realm of the Spirit. Without my natural mind even trying to catch up, I fully know and I fully understand the realm of the kingdom of God. By the Holy Spirit that's within me. And I thank God as He leads and guides me. I am successful in everything He's called me to do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God.